So I'm going to invite uh, uh, Michael and Jillian Will to come and join me. And I already have Joseph up, Joseph up here. Joseph, that was phenomenal. Great. You must have a history in worship leading. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little history. Just a little so good. I've always been curious how you hit those notes. And, uh, you know, is there something biological or... Did you write that song? <laughs> You, you know, wrote? I was trained by an opera teacher, right? Okay. And so I used to, I used to sing like this. If I was singing that song, I'd go, and oh, like I would hold my voice back. Yep. And she said, pretend, this is what she said, pretend your friend's getting hit by a car across the road. How would you yell him, yell at him to warn? Wow. She's like, so, hey. Yeah. And she said, now we just put singing to that. Got it. And so it, I just scream the note. I'm not singing. No, you are. It's angelic. It's amazing. That was so good. And that was a throwback song right there. It was. What, what year did you write that? Oh, my goodness. 2006. 2006. Yeah, yeah, around there. I remember um, the year I moved to Los Angeles mm-hmm. was 2007. And uh, I was just a young buck. Mm-hmm. And um, just before that move, I had come out on a trip here. And you were out here. And you were recording the C3 record that that. I think that song was on that. For your glory. Yeah, yeah. for your glory. Yeah, and uh, that was that was uh, that was a fun experience. A lot of air drumming from you. A lot of air drumming from me. I remember getting out of the car and we both had the same pair of True Religion jeans on. Oh my god. Ned Hardy t-shirts. I never had a Ned Hardy t-shirt, mm-hmm. um, but biggest like <laughs> biggest white stitching like yes. on those jeans, like just and bell bottoms. Oh man, flares. Horseshoe stitching. You on the probably square toe shoes. The square toe. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. what? That was you, Texas. <laughs> Anyway, it's good to walk down memory lane. Yeah. And we got the beautiful Christine Pringle here with us as well. How are you, Christine? Are you doing good? Doing great. Yeah. How's Charlie? Amazing. Yeah. She's so she's cute. crying right now with Natalie. Those eyes are just, those, her, her eyes are unreal. She's a white Oh, she's from, what's that show? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's bad vibes. though, right? Yeah, We don't want to speak Khaleesi. that over her. <laughs> no. She's a princess. Yeah. That's amazing. So good to have you guys here. And then Michael and Jillian, love this couple. They're amazing. Say hi. Come on, do hi. it. Hello. <laughs> Jill, redeem him. Redeem him. Hello, everyone. So good to have you. How was your day? I had an amazing day. Yeah? Anyone cause you any riffraff, any trouble today? Like any pastoral problems today that you want to talk about? Get off your chest? Oh, you know? <laughs> I'm just here. kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Joshua so, Jones always causes a lot of he pastoral trouble. He is troubles. the riffraff to yep. end all riffraff. Yep. Joshua Definitely. Jones. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's always so funny to do this because I, I know you're laughing at all our jokes. Um, we just can't hear you laughing because you're not here. So, um, like I was saying, tonight... Uh, we're going to talk about the subject of vision. I really like this format um, and, and bringing in uh, these other voices. Obviously, last month we had uh, Jerry Sabatini, our CFO, as we were talking about finances. And um, it was just so awesome. I loved it so, so much. And then I think you were part of that, Mike, and then um, KK as well, um, just sharing out of your own personal experiences. So I love being able to do this. Um, I'm the least smart person on uh, this team. And so I'm just super lucky to be surrounded by super smart people. And uh, it's my pleasure to be able to interview them and pick their brains uh, about uh, tonight. We're talking about vision. And obviously, uh, we're in the season of vision builders. Been talking about that over the last few weeks. I've been preaching my brains out. I don't know if you noticed. I got home on Sunday and Nicole told me that I had a sweaty neck. 
And so I asked uh, Esther if I needed to like put makeup on my neck because they put makeup on my face, which covers up the sweat. Um, and so I was like, well, should we do makeup on the neck? But apparently that's not a thing. So we're not gonna make up my neck. Um, <laughs> I feel good. Should we jump in? We should jump yeah, we should jump in. Are we running out? Of, is that your way of saying we're running out of time? Um, the other thing that we're also going to do is we're going to cast uh, some vision for um, uh, physical gatherings and talk about uh, the new year and what we have planned. And we're so excited to talk about some of that. So we'll get to that towards the end. For now, um, I want the church to hear from you guys around the subject of vision and uh, even specifically around vision builders and why both of those are important to you uh, as individuals and as married couples. First question is this. We're going on, uh, it'll be five years of Vision Builders this year. Um, 2020 is our fifth one. So looking back over the years, what personally has stuck out to you about Vision Builders? Like, do you have any like memories or moments that are kind of like lodged in your heart as like super special? Mike, why don't you kick us off? Um, I just think for me, it's the, it's the collective coming around and hearing a vision um, and not just for like an organization church, but for every single one of us. Like I think about, um, what my life was like before that first vision builders, you know, and like even what we were believing for then, I think, I think we were believing for, I was going to leave my job and, and work for myself. Right. And it's, it's cool to look back and see how, what I've been believing for, not just for the friends and the family that I do this with, um, but also for ourselves. Like that's just gotten bigger and bigger each time. Um, because I mean, I, I guess call me old school, but like as believers, our destinies are, are linked, right? Right, And so we're unifying, coming so together good. to like hear a vision for uh, this thing that we're building, but also for one another. And so like coming into a room and getting to, getting to see what everybody's believing for, like every, all of us lifting our eyes together for our own lives, for our church, for our city, um, to me is just such a, like a spiritual experience. So uh, I think collectively for me, that's, that's what means so much. That's awesome. That's probably a good little plug too for watch parties. Definitely. Um, because obviously this year Vision Builders is online, um, which honestly, like, I know you don't think I'm exaggerating because our creative team is so amazing, but they've put together mm -hmm. the most awesome presentation. Um, so I'm so excited for you to see it. Even if you're at home watching it by yourself, it's going to be really special. But I do think there is something to be said about getting together and um, being a part of Watch Party this year, I think will be really, really cool. So uh, anything else? What, what, what stuck out to you guys? Yeah, I mean, uh, personally, um, talking from that kind of perspective, for uh, me, you know, first Vision Builders was at Ruby Street, which... Which we just purchased. We now own. Hey. I mean, how's that for vision? Um, and it was actually the first date that Christine and I went on. Which is a great date idea. Yes, it is. Go to Vision Builders as a first Completely. date. Watch party. Right. Yeah. Get a wife. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess that's kind of the joke, right? Like, uh, we both went in separately. We gave our commitments, and I got a wife. I, I basically bought a wife from <laughs> I mean, so. that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> committed yeah um yeah i think uh, but kind of at a deeper level um obviously there's the weekly and consistent practice of tithing right yep and that has created for me security in in my world security financially security in identity security in knowing that uh i'm reminding myself on a weekly basis sometimes on a daily basis depending on the weeks that God is Lord. Jesus is Lord of my heart. Um, 
because I, I feel like there's a throne on your heart and it's comfortable for God to sit in it. When we put money in it, it's never an empty throne. When we take God off and put money in it, it's uncomfortable. Money can't sit there comfortably. Uh, and so for me, uh, with that weekly tithing, it was that. When it comes to vision builders and it's the over and above, that for me was the, the complete security and peace for me personally, like what Mike was saying, uh, his, his personal vision for his life became intertwined with the churches. And uh, in doing that, obviously, I met Christine. But beyond that, uh, I had come into church at a very, like, dispeaceful state. Pretty broken. Very broken, yeah. Um, and it was through acts like that where I didn't stand from the outside of the refuge and go in on a Sunday and come back out. Uh, but I began planting myself within his refuge, living within the strong tower. Uh, and that for me personally has been the, the continual commitment. And I want to stretch that every year. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys have been so faithful in that area. Um, it reminds me of uh, the scripture that we all know and we all hear, you know, especially like around like giving time on Sundays where uh, that where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Um, but I think something that is just uh, dawning on me as I hear you talk about um, the steps that you took and then meeting Christine and then God just like revealing so much, you know, that he had for you in your life is that when you did marry yourself to the house in, in your faithfulness and in your giving and in your sacrifice, obviously your heart got more attached to the house. Completely. And then it turned out that God had a whole lot for you in the house. Mm. And that's true of every single one of us, that uh, God's plan for every single one of our lives cannot be separated from our local church, from the house that we belong to. And so when we, when we really marry ourselves to the house, what we find is that God has so much for us right. in the house. Yeah. How about you, Jilly? What are some things that have stuck out to you over the years? Yeah, I would say around Vision Builders time, the thing that makes me most excited, probably as a pastor, really, is that this is a moment for our people to step from being church attenders into being church builders. Or and church watchers into church builders. <laughs> church watchers into church builders this year, yeah. And there's something just incredibly fulfilling about building church and so not good. just consuming church. We held this kind of impromptu last minute night of worship in the new building on Sunday night. And awesome. Esther and I were standing back there and just recalling 2016 vision builders and how, you know, we celebrated that moment in that very backyard. And here we are five years later, worshiping God all together. And I had this moment of like, we bought this building, like the church bought this building, but me and Esther bought this building and we all collectively bought this building. And here's the thing is like, God did it, but he needed us to be obedient to what he wanted to do. And so I get so excited for people coming around this season because I desperately want people to make that mental connection of what their sacrifice and what they're giving actually does. And it's not just sewn into some atmosphere, mm -hmm. but lives are being changed and yep. buildings are being bought so that more lives can be changed. Yep. And, and we did that. Yeah, yeah. It's being involved in something that's so much bigger than any one of our other lives, of our, of our own lives individually. And we were talking about this earlier, but I think it bears worth repeating that not one single person's life could ever be big enough to be satisfactory to that person. Right. And that's why you have, 
you know, people who live at the highest echelons of society who are deeply dissatisfied with their life. And it is just a, it is a fact. And this is how God has designed us, is to belong to his family and to build his kingdom. And only when we are doing that do we find uh, that we are living with uh, the greatest sense of satisfaction that I believe is available on this side of eternity. And there is something that is awaiting for us. There is our inheritance that is awaiting for us in the new heavens and the new earth. But I think the, the greatest experience we can have on this side of eternity is being involved in building what is going to culminate in the new heavens and uh, the new earth. So I'm really encouraged by that and having that personal revelation of all of us doing this together yeah. and it's not just some organization that we're like an appendage to um, is a really big thing. So, um, so maybe this is kind of like an elephant in the room kind of question. Um, obviously 2020 has been a wild year, so much unexpected. Like I was talking to somebody the other day, and it's like I never want to hear the word pivot again. I never want to. I never want to hear the word unprecedented again. <laughs> crazy, crazy year. Let's just call it that, right? An unprecedented pivot is what this year. <laughs> We're about is. to make an unprecedented pivot. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but in that, it would seem like the kind of year where you would kind of just go, you know what? Let's just let this one pass us by and let's not set new vision for now. Let's kind of just, you know, recover and and whatever. But we're not doing that. We're like, nope, we're doing vision builders. We're casting vision. We're going for more. Why do you guys think that's important that we continue to cast vision? Well, like the Bible says the earth is God's footstool, right? We do not Amen. serve a small God. Wow. So I also don't believe that the church should think small. I love that. And um, we can be tempted, no matter what uh, circumstances that we're facing, to begin thinking small, yeah. to begin lessening our vision for, for our own lives. Yeah. I believe it's the church, church's mandate to expand the vision of the people wow. as well. And when the church does that and they cast that vision, and undoubtedly, the vision that we're casting, we're saying, we're going here. Yeah. It's not like, we're going to see if we do. No, no, no. We're going there. Mm-hmm. God is good. God is bigger than yeah. 2020. Yeah. And I think we, on a personal level, if you get caught in that small vision mode, it's not, it's not really inviting God into the situation. Because you don't I, need him. I can achieve it. Yeah. So instead of it being purpose, it's just a hobby. Right. And I, I, don't, I don't want church to be a hobby for me. So I don't want to be involved wow. in a, a small hobby at church. Yeah. And no. I think if 2020 has shown anything is that the, the kingdom can't be a hobby for any one of us. Completely. Like when we t- turn corners into, you know, where we want to go, it's like a, Steve Doubledom, who's a member of our church, has this brilliant analogy about what we do as church and um, not us personally, but just churches in general. And, and we get so used to just serving people the watered down wine that we, we lose a taste for like the full-bodied Merlot. Wow. And I think that's the difference between hobby and purpose. It's for like, sure. it's time to get into the cab staff, ladies and gentlemen. Completely. Yeah. yeah. Go on. No, that's, that's uh, pretty much how I finish that off, round that off is um, I'm looking for a full-bodied God. And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> top shelf. But, but uh, I, I, I want to find purpose in life. And um, I... I I know this, I know many people who've experienced this purpose, true purpose is found in his house. And when you begin to sacrifice and pour into something bigger than yourself, you begin to rediscover the purpose and the desires in your heart. 
as well as uh, feel like you're a part of God's plan. Mm -hmm. Know that, not, not even feel like, know that you're a part of God's plan. So yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that. Um, I think one of the things that we all feel too is one of the reasons to keep casting vision is because none of us actually feel like 2020 needs a do-over. We don't feel like we need to kind of redo anything. There's been some things that we've had to, I guess, kind of like slow down on or just, or just wait for God to open doors and needed to, in order to move forward with. But a lot, we've been able to just keep marching on and, right. and pioneering and taking ground. Um, and that's not just true of us as a church. That's true of us as a church, like all of us as people. Like here's just some testimonies that, um, that I know of. People have bought like not just a home, but like second homes, like investment properties this year. People have bought their dream home this year. Um, there's people in our church who have paid off uh, uh, in the high five figures worth of debt, um, gone, wiped out. Um, families that have gotten stronger in this time um, when families uh, outside of the church, I mean, a lot of the reports that we hear uh, is that families have suffered and um, domestic issues have been on the rise uh, because of the lockdowns. Um, people starting new businesses. Uh, shout out to Molly Root. Just launched her uh, bouquet, her floral business. Um, if you need flowers, hit up Molly. She's awesome, does an amazing job. So there's a lot that's been happening in people's personal worlds. And so we look at that and go, well, God's still faithful. And so why would we, in response to his faithfulness, kind of rest on our laurels? No, 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 we need to lean in. Even if those testimonies aren't necessarily true for you, you need to look at what God's doing in other people's lives and go, hmm, maybe I should get in on that and just begin to believe that God really is that big and that I have a place in the bigness of God. And then obviously as a church, we did buy a building, ladies and gentlemen, and that is unprecedented, ladies and gentlemen, that we bought a building in 2020. We launched something called LA.Church, which is going to be, I promise you, it is going to be such a phenomenal resource for reaching lost people in our city. I'm so proud of it, so proud of Michael and his team for launching it. It's beautiful, and it's just the beginning. Like, that's, it's a huge thing that we're gonna see develop. Church Online has gone to a new level and is gonna continue to do so. Some exciting announcements about that at Vision Builders, by the way. By the way, if you haven't already, RSVP for, RSVP for Vision Builders, c3losangeles.com, click the link. Let's do this. Let's make it such a successful night. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about this, Jill, just internally for people, you know, what, what's happening? As a happening result this? of yeah. 2020, yeah. yeah. This has been one of my favorite things about this year, really, is that kind of jarring us all out of routine and out of the Sunday schedule and for a lot of us out of, you know, neighborhood groups has forced us to take a real accurate look at our spiritual health mm -hmm. and our own you know, journey in our faith and our spiritual worlds. And I would say the first few months of that were rough for many of us. And you know, some of those conversations were challenging, but I've seen our people come out the other side of those first few months having grown exponentially and, you know, reading the scriptures maybe for the first time or turning to prayer in a whole new way. I just, I keep hearing week after week stories of people who are saying, my prayer life has never looked like this. That's awesome. I've never consumed the Bible That's like this incredible. before in my life. I'm learning so much um, about God. And I would just say that as an encouragement to our church, like as you're having FaceTimes with people and coffees, ask them what God's been doing in this season because it is unbelievably encouraging what he's speaking to his people and teaching them and refining in them. And to me, that's all the evidence that I need. Right. That 2020 doesn't need to do over. Exactly. Because the most important work has been happening. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, 
the last thing that I would say on, on the subject of vision and 2020 is that actually, even in scenarios where it has been devastating for people, that's not a reason to put vision on the back burner. Mm. That's a reason to bring vision to the forefront and to be more visionary than ever before. Um, uh, my friend Josh, uh, his church in, in C3 NYC, they just had their vision builder season. I loved what they called it. Um, the theme was now more than ever. And I love that idea that it's, it's, it's now more than ever. It's, it's so deserving of, of us to step forward as a church and to be more sacrificial and more generous and right. to allow ourselves to be used by God in bigger and bigger ways. One, one of the things that we're doing, and I talked about this a few weeks ago, is partnering with this organization called uh, RIP, RIP Medical Debt. This organization is amazing. They literally buy people's medical debt for pennies on the dollar and for every $100 that we supply, they can wipe out $10,000 of people's uh, medical debt. Like, that's phenomenal. Like, they literally like, show up to people's houses and, like, bring them their check. Like, could you imagine waking up in the morning and you've got, like, 100 grand in medical debt, and then it's, like, boom, forgiven. And that's that revelation that Jillian was talking about, that it's not the church doing this, it's the church doing this. So it's, it's not like C3LA is, like, is, is, is wiping out people's medical debt. You and I are doing it. Like that's what we get to be a part of. And difficult times are a reason for us to step into that and to be more visionary um, than ever before. COVID, catastrophe in America. Guess what? It's been even more difficult in the persecuted parts of the world where the churches that are, that are there that we support. So it's just a reason for us to keep stepping up and keep making ourselves available. And then also just dreaming about how God can use us to reach our city in Los Angeles, to keep being innovative, to keep dreaming, and to keep making room for us to fulfill uh, the Great Commission. Um, one perspective that people could have is that uh, vision builders, or even just, I think, giving in general, is that I'm you know, kind of like I'm, I'm hearing the, the needs of the church or I'm hearing the vision of the church and I am just giving in response to that. It's kind of like an external thing that I'm connected to, but it's kind of separate from me as a person and I've kind of got my own life and then there's that and I'm happy to be a part of it. But maybe there's just like this kind of like uh, veneer of separation there that I think would be good for that to come down in, in people's minds. One of the reasons that uh, I respect you guys so much, um, and certainly the reason that that you um, carry such leadership weight in our church is that you've never had that separation, and the vision of the church has always been central to the vision of your own lives. Someone talk about that, like expound upon that for me about that idea of, you know, it's just, it's kind of always been one and the same. Yeah, I would just say that the more I just threw myself into the building of the kingdom of God, the more I sacrificed in that way, the clearer the vision got for my life. And call it a formula. Like every time that I've ever been slightly insecure about where I'm at in my life, in a career, in, you know, financial world, in relationship, whatever it is, I would just throw myself into the service of others. And God just every single time was so faithful to make the vision for my life so clear and I think what that sewing and building does is it it forces us to take our eyes off of ourselves and that's often where God does his best work because we're not manhandling it you know we're not we're not controlling it and instead we're kind of just unashamedly serving him and serving the people around us and the promise on the other side of that is that he's going to build our house yeah and I've seen that in every single area of my life that's so good and that's what the prophet Haggai talks about 
you know, I think I referenced that on Sunday. It's just building the house of the Lord and trusting that he establishes our own mm-hmm. homes. Um, let's shift gears a little bit, and we're going to start wrapping up. Um, but let, let's talk about preparing um, for vision. Um, Mike, how do you, you know, with, with your family, how do you prepare for seasons of sacrifice and, and vision, and what do you guys do? Um, our kind of routine with it is pretty much the same most years, right? So we'll start probably a month out just kind of, I think, individually, like kind of just praying on our own, you know, like, God, what is it that you want us to bring? What are we thinking about? And I, I, we kind of think through that in everything, right? Like even um, today it was like working on some stuff on our finances, like just specifically so that we can talk before next Friday about, hey, this is what we're going to, this is what we're going to give. Um, and so we practically make those decisions. Uh, and then also are just prayerful about it, you know, and we have those conversations with one another and then we'll come together and each have a different number. And, um, we always go with a person who comes with the higher number <laughs> and it's always my wife. Um, uh, but, um, uh, because we just don't ever want to, you know, we want to believe big. And so I think for us, we, we really do look at it as a spiritual experience and a spiritual moment. And we're praying about our lives. We're praying about the church. We're praying about everything. Um, and so just practically and spiritually really having those, those conversations. And then just kind of like just expecting, expecting to feel challenged and expecting wow. to feel nervous. I mean, expecting what, to feel challenged. Yeah. That's, I, mean, I mean, that's a way to live. Yeah, I think I think that's I the only it. I think that's the only way to do it, right? <laughs> I mean, um, if we're gonna believe big, let's believe big, yeah. you know. And you know, like one of the biggest arguments we've ever gotten in the history of our marriage—the only argument um, <laughs> that we've ever gotten. <laughs> yeah. You guys are was, so perfect. Yeah, you know what can I say? Um, was literally uh, like just hours before Vision Builders a couple years ago when we had literally talked about. Um, giving more than we'd ever given before. And I think we had this moment where we came together and we were just like, even more so, this is a time for us to just kind of like give big. Um, so we, we make it a personal thing, you know? It's not arbitrary. Yeah, no, I love that. I love what you're saying too about the practical side of it. Um, not waiting till the moment to be caught up in a feeling, but to be prepared. And Paul talks about that actually in Corinthians about um, being prepared, setting aside, and but looking at a budget. Like, that's just a, it's such a necessary thing for all of us to do. Like, it's the most boring thing in the world. But right now, I'm literally shopping for health care, health insurance for our family. Because I know that we can save money on our health insurance. And, and that's part of the way that I'm going to make room to sacrifice for the vision. So just finding ways, like, where can I make room in our budget for God so that we can, you know, believe and, and, and act big in a corresponding way. Any final thoughts on that question for you all? Yeah, I mean, we prepare very similarly. I mean, Vision Builders is literally a date on our calendar that we plan for, just like our property tax. That's two days before. literally two days before. And it literally makes us want to crawl in a hole, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Not the Vision Builders, the property tax. No, exactly. Tax. <laughs> I'm like, what we could do with this. No, but um, we fast, we pray, we go off separately like the whittles, but um, we, I usually also have the larger number, Jilly. <laughs> um, That's because the women of C3LA are like women of faith. But um, it's funny because I always kind of recall back how we've prepared. And, you know, we've only been married for a couple of years, but the very first Vision Builders in, was it 2016 at Ruby Street that we went to, we had to give separately we weren't together we weren't married so 
that vision also. Like we independently had big vision. So when we came together and got married and we had to actually, you know, plan for this together, it was really powerful. Because you each had an individual revelation. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I think that's, that speaks to us that no matter what season of life we're in, we shouldn't wait for the next season to, uh, to practice these things. But we should start getting the revelation now yes. of what it is to behave in a certain way. Um, and that's just, you know, that's, that's a reality to how God expects us to live is to be faithful in little things. Um, so that we can be faithful in, in big things. So thank you guys so much. I'm so excited uh, for Vision Builders. Uh, again, I would love for you to RSVP if you have not already, c3losangeles.com. You can do that there. December 12th, it's literally nine days, 10 days away. Uh, it's a Saturday, December 12th at 7.30. is gonna be such a special night. And again, the team has prepared such an amazing presentation. Shifting gears a little bit, but still connected to the theme of vision. I just want to cast some vision for us uh, in regards to um, our physical gatherings. Can you believe that it has been March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, nine months, nine months that we have been doing church online and church online only. Massive shout out to the production teams. Massive shout out to all of the creative teams who have just been making that happen. Matt Tate and PJ and the whole team, Dylan Shimako. Uh, Brian Gonzalez, I mean, I shouldn't start naming names, I'm going to forget people. Um, Pastor Julia Sabatini, who's like been back in the room, like doing words on a Sunday, like serious, serious props to every single body uh, who's just been making Church Online happen. We're so, so grateful. At the same time, we also recognize that a church is a church because the people of the church come together. And so we want to just take this moment, and as we're coming to the close of 2020, and it's going to be such a special close with Vision Builders, but we want to just look ahead to 2021. And, and we've been planning, and we've been praying, and we've been discussing, and uh, we have decided that on January 17th, you want to mark that date down in your calendar, January 17th, it's a Sunday morning, uh, we're going to add physical gatherings back into our Sunday experience as a church. Yeah, so exciting. January 17th uh, in both the South Bay uh, and in Highland Park, we'll be coming back into our two permanent facilities, um, having church uh, in person in addition to doing uh, church online. Just want to speak to a couple of things. Why? Here's why we're doing that. Number one, and I've been talking about this a little bit over the last few weeks, is that there is a theological, spiritual reality that when the people of God come together, there's a unique experience that awaits them. Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 5, that the Spirit of the Lord is in the midst of the church when they come together in a unique way. Jesus talks about this, that when we're gathered together, he's right there in our midst. And while we're so grateful for the technology that we possess, that, um, you know, because of the foresight of God, somebody actually gave us the money to buy this technology, um, what, seven, eight months before COVID hit. So we were prepared. We're so grateful for that. We're grateful for how amazing the experience has been and is going to continue to be. Um, we only want it to get better. We're really grateful for it. But at the same time, we recognize that the physical gathering of the Church of Jesus Christ is an irreplaceable phenomenon. And so we recognize the need for it. And, and more than that, we recognize people's need for it. There are many people who want to come back to physical gatherings and are able to do so. Their life permits them. And there are other people who, like, they just really need to. 
And those are the testimonies. Those are the stories that are the most uh, difficult for us to wrestle with as pastors. Um, people that need to be able to come into a place. Um, maybe they're not able to connect with others throughout the week quite as easily as some of us. And it's, it's a necessary thing. Um, and, you know, you can go online and read all the stats about all of the other side effects of COVID that are related to people's mental health. And um, it is a serious thing. And we do need to take that seriously as a church and recognize that God has his people gather, not arbitrarily, but purposefully. And there's, there's a reason for it. So we're so excited for it. And we believe it's a really important thing. I'm literally getting a text from somebody right now saying, yeah, boy, <laughs> I love you. I know you're watching and I love you. You're amazing. January 17th. That's awesome. Thank you. That actually really encourages me, seriously. Um, another reason why is that uh, Jesus is Lord and Jesus is the head of the church and operating in a way that serves and honors him is our first priority. So it's not that we're not uh, aware of all of the other factors. We're very aware of them. We're paying attention to the other factors, but the number one factor is Jesus. And that's the factor that we want to consider the most. And so we feel like there's a very strong precedent um, for us to take this step and to add physical gatherings to our Sunday experience. How are we going to do it? Well, I can only speak um, a little bit about it because we're still, you know, eight weeks or so away from this date and um, we're approaching it with a degree of fluidity. Um, but what we do know uh, are a few things, obviously. The first thing is that um, we are strongly encouraging anybody who's over the age of 65, anybody who has uh, any kind of comorbidity, we're strongly encouraging that you would continue to join us for church online. Um, and that you would make that your church experience for now. Again, Church Online is not going anywhere. It's not going to suffer at all. It's still going to be the same amazing experience, and we'd love for you to continue joining us uh, in that format. Uh, masks are going to be required. Um, you know, like in doing this, I think it's probably important to say this, we're not trying to stick it to any man. We're not trying to be rebellious. We're just doing what we think honors God and what we think the church is supposed to do. And uh, so in that, we do want to be responsible. Masks are going to be required. Temperature checks are going to happen when you arrive. Um, but uh, in saying that, at the same time, we're also not making it our aim to provide the experience that's going to work for everybody. Um, because honestly, that just wouldn't be possible for us to be able to do that. We have limited size properties. And, um, and, and the reality is there's just some people whose circumstances don't allow for them um, to come along to a gathering like this. What we are going to do is to provide the best possible experience for the people who want to be there and who are able to be there. Again, this is not some call to the church like, hey, we're going back to physical gatherings, you know, like let's all be there. We fully recognize that there are some people who just aren't quite comfortable with it yet or maybe their life just doesn't quite permit them. We recognize it, we appreciate it, we honor you, we respect you. And again, Church Online is gonna continue to flourish and thrive. But for those who do want to and who are able to be there, um, we're gonna provide the best possible experience for every single one of those people. It really is gonna be an amazing thing. The good news is that both of our uh, facilities have outdoor spaces. So we'll be able to approach these gatherings, you know, with a degree of fluidity, uh, approach it in a hybrid sense. Um, but we know um, that this is just going to be such a, a great addition. Um, and there's no better time to do it, honestly, going into the new year and just starting 2021 off right. So one more time, in case I haven't made it abundantly clear, for those of you who are like, ah, I'm just not ready. Listen, we understand. We really, really do. And uh, there's, there's not 
two churches happening. There's not two degrees of church happening. We're doing church online still. And again, we're going to continue to invest in that. Cannot wait to share more about that with you at Vision Builders. But at the same time, we do recognize that physical gatherings are an irreplaceable thing. Eventually, we're going to get to the place where we're like, yep, okay, we all want to be there, right? Um, and so we're just taking this initial step, and we believe that it's going to be really, really powerful. Last thing, here's what we would love for you to do. Um, if in-person gatherings are something that, um, that you can come to and that you want to be a part of, we would so, so love um, to, um, to have you help us host people for these gatherings. Many of you, obviously this is one night, so many of you are uh, on team already. If that's the case, we probably already have your contact information. Um, location pastors are gonna be in touch with you guys in the weeks that follow, getting connected with you, finding out if you would like to be a part of helping us host people for these services. Some of you aren't on team, you haven't served before, but you'd like to be a part of helping us do this. To be honest with you, we're gonna need all the help that we need. It's been a crazy year, a lot of people have moved. We need help. And so if you wanna help, you know, we're in a position where we would love to have your help and uh, we would love to connect with you. If that's you and you'd love to be a part of this, then just send us an email, hello at c3losangeles.com. Um, I believe that's being dropped in the chat right now. Just shoot us a little message and we'll help you get connected. January 17th is going to be such a special, special day. Cannot wait for it. And it's, uh, it's an exciting step for us a church, as a church. So let's put it all together. 2020, unprecedented. We pivoted a lot. And now we're pivoting again in 2021. Listen to me. It has been like the darkest winter of a year for a lot of people. But let me just like turn our eyes towards the fact that regardless of that, we have still been able to do so much as a church. We've still taken a lot of territory. We've planted a lot of seeds. We've seen a lot of success, a lot of fruitfulness, a lot of growth spiritually, practically, you know, purchasing properties, just growth in all different kinds of categories in this kind of year. Let me ask you a question. What do you think we as a people could accomplish in like a reasonably normal year? You know, and let's just say like 2021 is like 15% more normal than 2020. What do you think we could get up to? I believe, I really do, that God has so much in store for C3 Los Angeles in 2021. And I believe that God has so much in store for you personally in 2021. So I'm asking us to say, okay, let's drop the small mindset that maybe circumstances would instruct us to have. Let's look to the Lord. He's a big God. He's sovereign over all creation. The earth is his footstool. And let's, let's allow our vision of the future to be informed by our vision of the Lord. And when our vision of the Lord is big, then our vision of the future is gonna be big. The vision of the church is gonna be big. All of us are part of it. We all belong and all of us are necessary. I don't think it was said tonight, but it's so true that it's not about equal giving. It is about equal sacrifice. Some of us can contribute $50 a month. Some of us can contribute much more than that. It's not about what you can. It's about going through the practice of looking at what you have and asking yourself the question, how can I make room for the Lord? And then counting yourself in taking your seat at the table, the digital proverbial table this year, but it is gonna be such an amazing time. C3LosAngeles.com, RSVP for Vision Builders. Cannot wait, it's next Friday. In the meantime, I'll see you on Sunday as we close out our Vision Builders series. So excited for the message. Cannot wait to teach and preach to you. Love you so much, church. God bless you. Thank you, Michael and Jillian. Thank you, Joseph and Christine. We love you. Have an amazing night and we'll see you on Sunday. Bye-bye.